hello everyone and welcome to HCI's first live webinar of 2020. My name is Lorraine Brady and I am a Research and Development Specialist with HCI. Um, in today's webinar, I will be discussing the national standards for adult safeguarding and what you need to know to ensure compliance. So safeguarding is a very topical issue at the moment and the headlines highlighted on the slide illustrate this. As you can see, reports of elder abuse is on the increase and the need for national standards for safeguarding is required. I will now discuss the background as to why the national standards for adult safeguarding were developed. So the front cover of the national standards is illustrated in the right hand side of the slide. And the national standards for adult safeguarding were published in 2019 and they were jointly developed by HICWA and the Mental Health Commission. The national standards are applicable to a variety of services in Ireland. However, for the purpose of this webinar, we will focus primarily on residential services for older people. So every resident in your residential home has the right to feel safe and to live in a harm-free environment. Prior to 2019, there were no specific standards uh, relating to adult safeguarding available to guide residential homes. Both HICWA and the Mental Health Commission recognised the importance of increasing the quality and safety of services for all adults, particularly those who are at risk of harm. By having a dedicated or specific set of standards available, it allows a greater emphasis to be placed on safeguarding within the residential home. Um, it supports residential homes to understand what safeguarding is, how to identify, identify ways to reduce harm and prevent it from occurring, and to respond appropriately where harm does occur. Finally, the standards set out what residents can expect from the residential home in relation to safeguarding. And it's important to note that the national standards for adult safeguarding will not replace existing standards and frameworks that are currently available. So what is adult safeguarding and how is it defined in the national standards? An adult is defined as any person over the age of 18 years. And safeguarding is defined as the measures that are put in place to reduce the risk of harm, to promote and protect residents' human rights and their health and well-being, and to empower residents to protect themselves. Safeguarding is fundamental to ensuring high-quality health and social care is provided. And additional definitions uh, such as harm and abuse are defined in the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding. I will now discuss what the safeguarding principles are and how they are relevant to the National Standards. A principle is an element that should be incorporated into everything that is done within the residential home. The national standards for adult safeguarding are underpinned by the safeguarding principles and all safeguarding principles interact with each other and they should not be viewed in isolation. So there are six safeguarding principles that underpin the national standards for adult safeguarding. The first principle is empowerment. So residential homes must ensure that all residents receiving care are empowered to protect themselves from the risk of harm. Residents are empowered to live their lives in accordance to their will and preferences as well. Residents must have access to the necessary information, they should be supported to make decisions about their lives, and they should be encouraged to participate in decision-making about their care. The second safeguarding principle is a rights-based approach. So residents' rights should be promoted throughout the residential home at all times. And examples of residents' rights include the right to be treated with dignity and respect, the right to make informed decisions, the right to privacy, and the right to safety, just to name a few. The third principle is proportionality. So all staff must take proportionate action to ensure the least intrusive response is taken. 
And proportionality refers to when an intervention is required to safeguard a resident. It's important to ensure that the intervention used is relevant to the resident and is in line with their will and preferences. The fourth principle is prevention. And the residential home must take action before harm occurs. And the residential home is responsible for ensuring harm does not occur to residents in their care. As the saying goes, prevention is better than the cure. The fifth principle is partnership. In order for safeguarding to be effective, services and those involved in the residents' care are required to work in partnership together. This includes health and social care services, the resident, their nominated person, professionals and agencies working together to recognise the potential for and to prevent harm from occurring. And the final safeguarding principle is accountability. The residential home is accountable for the care and support they provide to residents. The residential home is also responsible for safeguarding of residents. And transparency is required in the way safeguarding concerns are responded to and managed. Now we will take a look at the key points from the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding. Firstly, we will refer to the National Standards for Residential Care Settings for Older People in Ireland that were published by HICWA in 2016. Why are we referring to these national standards? So if we take note of the themes as illustrated in the slide, you can see there are eight themes that work towards improving services and supports provided to older people. So now we will look at the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding. And as you can see, the standards contain the same eight themes as the standards for older people's services. So this slide is daunting and it's hard to read. So we have created a more simplified version, which I will now show you. So I will go through the eight themes of the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding 2019 using key phrases. So the eight themes in the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding work towards promoting a culture of quality and safety for residents. So theme one, person-centered care and support is in the center as a residential home should ensure a person-centered approach is promoted at all times. Essentially, this means that residents are placed at the center of everything the residential home does. So key ter terms from theme one include residents' rights and shared decision-making. Key terms for theme two, effective care and support, include effective planning and integrated care and support. For theme three, safe care and support, key terms are protection from risk and the management of safeguarding concerns. Key terms for theme four, health, well-being and development, include the residents are supported to develop skills to protect themselves from harm. For theme five, leadership, governance and management, accountability and evaluation are important. The management of workforce and training and development are key terms for theme six, responsive workforce. Theme seven looks at the effective use of resources. And finally, for Team 8, use of information, um, there is a focus on data protection and information sharing. Um, so that is the simplified version of the national standards uh, themes. So how can your service become compliant? Um, I will now go through what you need to do to ensure compliance. So for Team 1, person-centered care and support, a residential home that is compliant will ensure that residents' rights are respected at all times. It will ensure residents are provided with information on safeguarding and advocacy services to allow them to make informed decisions and choices. It ensures residents are, have the choice to discuss who they want to be involved in their care and support. And this is known as a nominated person. And it ensures that residents and their nominated person are involved in the safeguarding process. For team two, 
effective care and support, a residential home that is, is compliant will ensure that residents are encouraged to participate in all decisions regarding their care and support. It ensures that there's effective transition planning and planning for discharge within the residential home. Um, it ensures that roles and responsibilities within and between services um, are clearly defined and that arrangements are in place to support interagency working, um, communication and information sharing to meet the needs of residents to minimise the risk of harm. And finally, for theme two, um, the residential home will build effective networks and relationships across a variety of services so that the residential home can respond appropriately where a safeguarding concern arises. For theme three, um, a residential home that is deemed to be compliant is if they are proactive in the management of risks, that there is a process in place to facilitate feedback for residents to provide complaints and to identify areas for improvement. Staff are aware of the different types of harm. They are able to recognise harm and they know how to address it and how to minimise its effects. Staff and residents work together in partnership to protect residents from harm and individual safeguarding concerns are reviewed by the residential home in a timely manner and outcomes are communicated to the resident and these outcomes are used to inform practice within the residential home. Under theme 4, health, wellbeing and development, a residential home is compliant where interagency working takes place to improve the health and wellbeing of residents. Residents are supported to assess their own physical, mental and emotional health on a regular basis. They are supported to identify and develop any life skills that they, they require to maximise their independence and develop and maintain social networks. They are supported to develop the skills to advocate for themselves and protect themselves from any harm. Residents are facilitated to access a range of health and wellbeing services and they are encouraged and support to participate in their local communities. For Team 5, um, Leadership, Governance and Management, a residential home is deemed compliant where there is a culture of openness and accountability and this is promoted throughout the, the residential home and that there is a senior member of staff identified to promote safeguarding within the residential home. There is a safeguarding policy and procedure in place and it details the processes to um, help staff reduce the risk of harm, to promote each resident's rights, health and well-being, to respond to safeguarding concerns and to take actions to improve staff practices and the outcome for every resident and information should be collected and trended to assess the residential home's performance in preventing and responding to safeguarding concerns. So to be deemed compliant under Team 6 responsive workforce, a residential home will ensure there are a sufficient number of staff with the experience and necessary skills to meet the safeguarding needs of residents. Um, they ensure that staff retention and continuity of care is promoted in the residential home. They ensure that all staff are educated and effectively trained in safeguarding and they ensure a team-based approach is utilised through regular team meetings, um, reflective learning and communication. So fair and transparent arrangements are also in place to support and manage staff members who have received a complaint about them or a concern of, uh, was raised against them. So residential homes are deemed to be compliant under Team 7, Use of Resources, where they utilise resources effectively to promote the rights, health and well-being of residents and to reduce the risk of harm occurring. So resources may include staffing levels, financial resources and environmental resources. 
any refurbishment um, that takes place in the residential home should take into account the physical environment and its impact in the promotion of residents' rights, health and well-being. And residents should be consulted with where changes are required to be made in the residential home. So good quality information is key in the planning and delivery of services to residents to reduce their risk of harm and promote their rights, health and well-being. So information must be relevant, accurate, reliable, timely, coherent, comparable, accessible, punctual and clear. And for a residential home to be compliant under Theme 8, Use of Information, they will ensure that the resident's information is stored securely in line with data protection requirements, that it's kept in a safe and secure place, that their information is only accessed by those who are authorised to do so. It can be accessed by the resident themselves and or their nomination person, and it's retained and destroyed in line with um, legislation and national policy. Residents are also informed as to why their personal information is being recorded and the intended use of that personal information. And that there are policies and procedures in place for the sharing and transferring of information between services. So it is important to consider the various policies and procedures that require updating to incorporate the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding 2019. This slide details the policies and procedures that HCI updated to incorporate the National Standards for adult safeguarding. As you can see, the national standards required incorporation into a variety of policies and procedures, such as the provision of advocacy services, resident communication techniques, and restrictive practices, to name a few. So safeguarding should be part of the residential home's overall policies. And as I have previously stated, your safeguarding policy and procedure should detail the processes to reduce the risk of harm, to promote each resident's rights, health and well-being, to respond to safeguarding concerns and to take action to improve staff practices and the outcomes for each resident. So residents and staff should um, be made aware of how the safeguarding processes work within the residential home and they are aware of their roles and responsibilities in relation to safeguarding. So thank you for taking the time to attend today's webinar on the National Standards for Adult Safeguarding 2019. If you wish to contact HCI with any queries, you can do so via our website, telephone or email um, that you can see on the screen. Thank you.